Uh, longer, better. Yep, that's on. Perfect. Thanks, man. Okay. Well, hi there. Happy Tuesday. It's July the 10th, 2019. I'm here talking at you. There's some beautiful downtown there. Here, British Columbia, Canada. We're trying to find someone to hire you. It's exactly the same as trying to find someone new to have sex with you. You always start by trying the ones you're completely unqualified for. Maybe spend some time online, but all the ones you really want to do are way too far out of town. Certainly, you settle for one that's close to where you live, you regret it almost as soon as it begins, and no matter how bad you do, they always ask if you're going to come back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little long, but it was worth it. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, start with the ones you're unqualified for. All the ones online are way too proud of time. I like that. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Welcome to Reddit Right. Um, Champion True Entertainment Production, co produced by Adrian Segur. We're back after a long deserved weekend off. How are you, Gordon? Wow, well rested, feeling good, and excited for tonight. That is fantastic. I, I feel the same way. I had a good rest. I didn't pay attention to a lot of news, but I, I did some catching up on some life stuff. Um, I don't know if you saw my post today on Facebook, but I'm tackling the novel again. I just saw that while you were doing the intro. And this is actually a new idea. It started out last year as a short story, and it just it just kept going in so many different directions. I mean, there's no way this can be a short story. Um, but it's really, really fun. It's a, It's 
uh, really great so far. It's just a, a, a joy. So when I'm back to having good times, I'm feeling good. Um, got the new comic book almost ready to go. Uh, Which I'm also very excited for. It's a complete uh, rewrite. Um, uh, almost 100% because I did change the main character, but it's just, it's the same kind of humor. And uh, yeah, I've actually it, it opened the door for a whole new thing. So it's really funny. You're going to love it. Oh, I can't wait. Very, very excited. It is a great Russian that I love. Because <laughs> I love those, uh, uh, what if, like, um, even Russia, even Death is Afraid of Russians. You know, you know it's like the videos in the near, the near misses with cars and stuff. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I just love that concept. So I'll, I'll spoil it on the air. Just this one little scene. There's a uh, landlord is Russian. And he shows up and he's trying to, he's kind of weird. He's like, uh, uh, sir, this is, um, this is, he goes, what? You think I don't know who this is? <laughs> you here for me? No. You here for my life? No. Now you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a couple of local things to bitch about, but uh, I'm sure we, uh, 
So, Big Picture, I haven't paid attention to much. No, I don't even have anything fucking local. I got, I, I just got nothing. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in New York and the Woods per se. I met a couple things, but I don't know. Yeah, so, uh, you know, don't know. Advertising stuff. I get to that later. Um, you are well. First of all, trains like raise their prices. Um, that's unnecessary and stupid. But China, Transit, so our transit prices have gone up yet again. So what is um, it now? I think it's three bucks even now. Uh, for a one zone thing, and then I, I don't even know the trains because I don't pay for them. Um, that's okay, by the way. Transit is a deal. I, yeah. I made the deal on the air with them last year. We were late for the new fans. I refuse to pay full price to ride our local SkyTrain until I get the full SkyTrain experience on my ride. That means the escalator works at both ends of my trip, uh, the elevator is fully functional, the train is on time. And when all those things work, I will pay full price. Until then, you get that I decide the ride is worth for me. Well, um, well, I've been saying this since ever since I fucking got back. Um, bitch, as much as you want, I'm telling you, you have no idea how fucking good you got it there. I've heard that from from other people, <laughs> and I, I I'm gonna have to try. I, once the show has some money, I'll do a. Uh, Across Canada transit adventure and see uh, which escalators catch my shoelaces and which services are comparable. I'm telling you direct, like it is so shitty out here for fucking transit. We're we're not the only one to say that Toronto transit's pretty lame. It's pathetic. It's really good for local. It's not good if you want to go anywhere. Outside of Toronto, you've got to take. Like first, you got to take your local bus to the GO station, and then you got to pay a fucking fortune and a half for a GO bus to be able to leave town. And then once you get out to this town, then you're half fucked on being able to find another piece of transit that's going to take you from there to wherever you have to go. Sure. And each time you hop on a fucking bus in town, it's a new fare every time. Oh wow! You gotta take four. If you gotta take four buses, you gotta pay at each fucking bus stop. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's fucking absolute crap. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, this is why I'm fucking. This is one of the things I've been so uh, vocal about with this is that uh, this is why the um, the uh, fucking uh, that fucking carbon tax doesn't work out here. Because you don't give us a viable option to be able to go somewhere else. Like for me, so, you're, just, you're, just, you're just going to the store and back to pick up uh, a box of tin bits. Yeah. You got you to pay me twice. Yeah. You know, it's a 10 minute trip. Yep. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard of that. that. No, we've never had that. That's ridiculous. Yep. No, that's the way they fucking do it. And here now the transit runs basically to uh, Maple Ridge from from uh, Horseshoe Bay. Um, so and that's that you can get basically anywhere in the Lower Mainland for for around I think it's seven dollars for the food zone. Yeah, no, it's like I can't remember, but I think it's actually no, I'll just double check it. I think it. Let me see here, uh, Milton Transit. Alright, so if I were to hop on the Milton bus, let's find out here. 
and it's different for adults and kids. Yeah. So there's like all different price points. Prices. So it's three seventy five. Three dollars and seventy five cents every time you step on the bus. Wow, yeah, that's even that's uh, that's more. And if you're here's what's stupid. No matter what age you are, so it has three different age groups. So say you're between the ages of twenty and sixty four, it's three seventy five for the for a bus ride. A book, uh, a t- a book which gives you ten rides is thirty dollars. So you're saving seven fifty. That's really good, which isn't bad. A monthly pass, which is unlimited rides, is eighty one dollars a month. Okay. So that's not bad. If you're a youth between six and nine years old, it's still $3.75 every ride. But instead of it being 30 bucks for a book at 10, it's 22. Okay. And instead of your monthly pass is 60 bucks instead of 81. Yeah. That's kind of what you hear too with that, that compass card system. It's like, okay, the bus costs you five fifty, but with the compass card, we'll pay you to take it. But the compass card costs yeah. six bucks. Um, that that uh, that's the only sticky part for me is the compass. The actual card costs you six dollars. Um, I don't know why I'm so shitty about that. It's really not that bad, apparently. Uh, let me. Uh, I want to get everyone involved in this, and this is a good chance for us to brag a little bit too. We now currently have seventy two hundred mercenaries uh, in five Canadian provinces and twenty two states across the U.S. And uh, 13 other countries around the world. 15 countries around the world are listening to us. I want you guys to get in touch and tell us about your transit experience. What's it like? Is it better or worse than Vancouver? Have you ever been to Vancouver and tried it? I want to know all these things. Shoot me an email. Go to Vancouver.com. Go to Vancouver.com. Well, phone call, 604 655 Leave us a message. Or you can go to ericandgirl.com and leave a voice message there on our new um, voice message system that I don't remember the company. So speak something. Speak type. Speak type. Sorry. <laughs> uh, speak type voice messaging system there. You can leave up to a 10-minute message, and that can be anonymous. You don't even have to leave an email if you don't feel like it. Uh, let us know about your transit situation. If it's uh, if I'm just whining out of turn here, sounds like I am, and I don't care. You are. You absolutely are. Um, don't care. It, it's like hearing fucking people in BC fucking complain about um about the um about traffic. That's the other thing that makes me laugh. A traffic jam in BC is going to last about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. In Ontario, every day, it's three hours in the morning and fucking four hours in the evening. Well, That's to, regular. You haven't even added an accident yet. To be fair, for regular commuters uh, going to the valley and back, you, 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 you could be pushing three hours. I've never. I was out there for five years. I've ne- Only once, I'll rephrase that. Only once was traffic fucking bad. And it was and it was bad because if there was an accident on the bridge. Yeah, but you guys are Northman, and you were uh, seven steps from your home. Well, yeah, but I'm just talking about in your day to day jobs. Because every time, because yeah, remember, I work customer service. So every time customers come in, they'd be bitching about, oh man, it's a fucking traffic and say, oh really, how bad was it? Oh man, it took me like an hour to get here. How long does it normally take you? Oh, like thirty minutes. 
Really? So it took you an extra half an hour and you're bitching about that? Really? Come to Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you what it's like to bitch about fucking traffic. Yeah, but it's totally easy, man. The worst of that is good. It's all right for, uh, you know, Alex Food, Mission, that kind of thing. You can, you can have a long ride every night. Yeah, it's a joke, but we love to bitch in Vancouver. We love to bitch. We love oh, find anything to bitch about. Yeah, everybody's like that. Um, we were really good for it. We were bitch about having nothing to bitch about. We were bitch about how <laughs> not bitchy we've been lately. You'll bitch about having it so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. We <laughs> got it so good in here. Fucking sucks. It does <laughs> suck. Fuck. We've got everything so good. Look at weather. We don't have traffic. It's fucking weird here. <laughs> Our transit is amazing. Oh, God. What a horrible fucking place. Smite's <laughs> still my all time favorite. I, I was just after I moved out there. Standing on the corner, it was 27 degrees out with the Humidex, which was uh, 26 without the Humidex. <laughs> yeah. And so it's one extra degree hotter. And there's these two fucking older guys standing next to me at the lights. And the guy goes, oh, this fucking heat's going to be the death of me. And I just started laughing. My ass. I'm just started like, ah. The guy turns over and he goes, Ontario? I go, yeah. He goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it, it <was laughs> ah, fucking laugh my ass off at that. Um, that's awesome. Well, maybe I'll quit bitching. One thing I could bitch about, but I'm going to hold off slightly because I'm not sure how far along they are with it, but uh, City of Vancouver and the City of Surrey teaming up to start moving in and dismantling 10 cities and local parks, which is, uh, I think, ridiculous and uncalled for. I don't know why they're doing it now. Well, yeah, I do know why they're doing it now. Neighbors are complaining, but... Um, Actually, we've got a, quite a large one right here in my backyard in, in Oppenheimer Park, and the city's got plans to move in and get rid of it. Um, I, I don't understand how they expect these people to go, um, and I just don't see the point. I don't see the point of disrupting them. It's it's, uh, it's a huge cost to the city, and it's unnecessary. They're not hurting anybody. They're not, it's not like people are rushing to hang out at Oppenheimer Park anyway. The point of it is gentrification. That's the point. Yeah, but, to get rid of the slum so they can add up more better retail place so they can put up better businesses in the area. So instead of walking around and seeing this, which makes people sad. We've got a, essentially a 20-year model now to base off of that, that's showing that gentrification is a huge uh, failure. It doesn't work. Um, it, it's... You're not going to beat the Vancouver right out of Vancouver. It just doesn't happen. No. Um, no, it doesn't. And you can't, you can't slam two classes of people together and expect them to live harmoniously. It just doesn't work. You can't force community. No, but the whole point of gentrification, and here's why I think why it would work. The reason why it will work is if you get, if you clear up, say you take out, you clear out these 10 cities area, right? In the spaces of that, you put in a couple of high rise fucking buildings with shops underneath it. You've immediately just gotten rid of all the homeless and brought in a whole bunch of people who have money to spend to live. Yeah, but it brings in more economy for the area. Sure, but the problem we're facing in our neighborhood, well, it's not a problem because I'm one of them, but the, the, the people who tried to get rid of, they're just living in front of your building. They're not going anywhere. 
We, they, we've got the expensive condos on Hastings Street, and they're just living in front of them, or behind them in the alley. We, we didn't get rid of anybody. We, the plan didn't work. The neighborhood's not any better. Now we're just graffitiing nice windows instead of doing shitty ones. We used to graffiti. Yeah, but the difference is, is by having, instead of having all the homeless in a tent city area, which is just an entire block that is literally making no money for the city, like nobody's, the only people making any sort of money are the individual cash deals that guys are making between doing stolen goods, drugs, whatever it might be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you might still have the homeless people and living in front, like you said, but the difference is, is you've got all these other people living in these buildings that are bringing money into the local economy. That's true. I, I guess it is. I just, I, 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 I just disagree with the whole concept of forcing these poor bastards out. And they're, they're, they're not visible, really. They're not. They're, they're, they're parks kind of gross, but who cares? Nobody's going to that park anyway. It's always gross. Um, I don't. Know. I, I just. I don't see the point of of disrupting the lives of people who who can't get any worse. You know. But, um. I, I still think I put people before profit. I always will, and uh, it's pretty sad because the new mayor kind of ran on that, the idea that he wouldn't do this kind of shit, and here we are, uh, not a year later, starting. Which is like every other politician. The problem yeah. is, is that politicians do not run anything. The problem is it's the corporations. He announced it right here on our show before he was there. He, he did an interview with me and said he wouldn't do this, and I have that on record. And I'm going to drive him nuts with it. I'm actually going to pursue this and make it a part of our show because it's uh, he lied to Eric and That's just not right. Well, or he didn't lie. He did his best to keep a thing, but he just doesn't have the clout to be able to stand up against these people. Well, that's very true, too. The mayor has, uh, uh, the mayor of Vancouver has about as much authority as Mayor McCheese. Yeah. Uh, he's a ribbon cutter. He does nothing. That's it. And that's, that's, that's all they really are. And so we can't. We can't blame them. The only people we can blame are really when it comes down to it are the uh, the rich and the corporations because those are the ones. It's the individual corporations that are looking at say, look, you know, if we give you guys a whole bunch of money to get rid of this, you put our businesses on these ground floors. We'll bring in we'll bring in the products. People that move in will bring in the money. And that's how you start building up a more profitable town because now everything, like I said, everything's about profit. Only profit, profit's the only thing that works. It's the only thing they see. It's the only thing that matters. And in a country that brings in as much um, people from other countries that don't have money, they're just bringing them in for the sake of bringing them in, you don't have a choice but to do other things to try to get the money in. If they kept the policies the way immigration was initially set, which was if you want to come in and move to Canada, you each, you have to have at least $30,000 in the bank. You have to have at least this. X amount of your dollars has to stay in the country. You can't just come in and send your money out at a country. If they kept to all that, then they would have a better 
quote unquote class of citizen coming in and not having 400 people living in a fucking house, you know, then buying up the market because you have so many people living in a house that, you know, to save money. Yeah. Um, the system has set itself up for failure on all accounts. And on my opinion, the whole thing comes back down to immigration. Yeah. This is one thing that I actually respect Trump about when it comes to immigration policy, because he is absolutely correct with his, with his immigration policy. So he's 100% right. Yeah, it's a shame because, you know, but when it's like anything, you know, like if you have, if you put up like a, a perfect example, um, Canada Day, you had here in Ontario and for Canada, 